Namaste and welcome to the Buddhism Guide podcast by Yeshi Rabgay. If you'd like more of my podcasts, blogs, videos or guided meditation practices, visit my website yeshirabgay.com and if you'd like to support my work, go to patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide. I hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is called The Mangala Sutra, Part 8. I have mentioned various ways of reducing our suffering throughout this series on the Mangala Sutra. So now I want to discuss things that may stop us from reducing our suffering, namely the ten fetters. These are ten things that shackle us to a life of suffering. If we cut through these fetters, we'll be able to start to reduce our suffering. So what are the ten fetters? Buddha stated this, There are these ten fetters, which ten? Five lower fetters and five higher fetters. And which are the five lower fetters? Self-illusion, doubt, grasping at rites and rituals, clinging to desire and resentfulness. These are the five lower fetters. And which are the five higher fetters? Passion for form, passion for formless, conceit, restlessness and unawareness. These are the five higher fetters, and these are the ten fetters. The first of the ten fetters that shackle us to suffering is self-illusion. This is the belief that we're permanent, unchanging and solid beings. This leads to the illusion of a separate self, which we get attached to, defend, cherish and spend lots of money on glorifying. It makes us egotistic, arrogant, proud and conceited. This is a major obstacle to reducing our suffering and I'll discuss this fully in the next podcast. The second fetter is doubt. What we're talking about here is having doubts about Buddha's teachings and practices. It's a state of mind where nothing we hear or see satisfies us. It's when our expectations don't match our experiences. It may lead us to become perplexed and confused. Now, doubt shouldn't be looked upon as a bad thing, as it can encourage us to investigate deeper and help us clear up our confusion. The problem comes when our doubts are not satisfactorily resolved, and at that point they become a hindrance. If... After much questioning and investigating, you still have extremely strong doubts about Buddha's teachings and practices, I would suggest it's a good time to reevaluate whether you are following the right path. When there is doubt in your practice that can't be resolved, this can bring you up against a brick wall. It's better to walk away than to try and carry doubt into your practice. The third fetter 
is grasping at rites and rituals. This isn't saying we shouldn't use various practices to help us reduce our suffering, such as meditation and mindfulness practices, because these are very helpful. What it's saying is, we shouldn't get attached to these rites and rituals, or have the wrong view about them, such as thinking that they have some magical power. Our attachment to rites and rituals is as problematic as our attachment to sense objects and people, or anything else for that matter. Rites and rituals are the coming together of causes and conditions, which makes them impermanent. So by clinging to them, we're actually causing ourselves more suffering, not less. We have to understand that by grasping at certain rites and rituals, we're not going to be miraculously transported to a better place or become a Buddha. That simply isn't realistic. Purification doesn't come about by washing yourself in a so-called holy river, paying monks to do your prayers, or adopting some form of extreme abstinence. We actually have to do the practice for it to work. Think of it this way. You're sitting by a river and you want to cross it, but there's no bridge or boat. However, there is wood, nails, hammer and so on, all lying on the ground. So you could make the effort and construct a boat to cross the river. But instead, you decide to sit there and pray. Do you think you're going to get to the other side of the river by reciting prayers? No, and neither did Buddha. Instead, he emphasized the importance of making individual effort to achieve our goals. He stated that if we want to attain things, we must follow the path of practice. These five things are welcome, agreeable, pleasant and hard to obtain in the world. Which five? Long life, beauty, happiness, status and rebirth are welcome, agreeable, pleasant and hard to obtain in the world. Now, I tell you, These five things are not to be obtained by reason of prayers or wishes. If they were to be obtained by reason of prayers or wishes, who here wouldn't lack them? It's not fitting for the disciple who desires happiness to pray for it or to delight in doing so. Instead, the disciple who desires these should follow the path of practice leading to happiness, the Eightfold Path. And in so doing, he will attain happiness. And the same applies for desiring a long life, or beauty, or status, or even rebirth. To free ourselves from the shackles of this fetter, we have to practice with diligence and make sure we don't get attached to any rites and rituals. We also need, once we have studied a teaching, to examine its purpose. This will ensure we do not wrongly grasp at its meaning, as this could bring us more harm and suffering. Buddha gave this advice to the monks. There are here, monks, some foolish men who study the teaching, have studied it. They do not wisely examine the purpose of these teachings, 
To those who do not wisely examine the purpose, these teachings will not yield insight. They study the teaching only to use it for criticizing or for refuting others. They do not experience the true purpose for which they ought to study the teaching. To them, these teachings wrongly grasped will bring harm and suffering for a long time. And why? Because they're wrong grasping of the teachings. Fetters 4 and 5, which are clinging desire and resentfulness, have both been mentioned several times in this series on the Mangala Sutra, so I won't go into them again here. Fetters number 6 and 7 are concerned with becoming attached to form and formless realms, respectively. When we are attached to the form realm, we want to be reborn as a human. When we are attached to the formless realm, we wish to be reborn in another world system. The point is that any attachment, be it to this world or any other world, is going to impede our progress along the path to reducing our suffering. Now many of you may have suspended your belief in rebirth or other realms until there is some clear and demonstrable evidence. That's not a problem. In fact, it's a wise thing to do. But what we need to gain from these fetters is that attachment to anything is only going to set us up for more suffering. The eighth fetter is conceit. This is where we think ourselves superior to others. We have a superiority complex. We also believe ourselves to be right. We may listen to others' views, but as we know better, we are never swayed by them. When I first came to India and did the rounds of Buddhist teachings, I was submerged into the world of the Dharma bums. This is what they were called in them days. They would sit around for hours and brag and boast about their practice and the high teachings they've had. They would say things like, I've had hundreds of empowerments, or I know so-and-so guru very well, or my meditation practice is secret and I can't talk about it, even though they did. They were so conceited, it made it hard for me to even to listen to them much of the time. I understand that we're all different and we do different practices, but if we talk in a conceited way, it's going to hinder our practice. We will end up with more suffering. So the answer is to be humble. If you ask someone something, do it out of curiosity and not pride. I find it difficult to be around people talking about how wonderful their practice is and how much better it is than anyone else's. Restlessness is the ninth fetter. This is a overexcited, distracted, confused, worried and uneasy state of mind. It's a mind that is not at peace or tranquil. It's the opposite to one-pointed mind that we aim for in our meditation practice. It's caused when we allow our mind to be worried about something in the past we can't change, or concerned about something in the future that hasn't even happened yet. So, of course, the antidote to this is being mindful 
and present in the moment. It can also be caused by not fully understanding why you're doing a certain practice. Before you start any practice, ensure you know why you're doing it, what the benefits will be and how you'll monitor your progress. The final fetter is unawareness. It means not understanding that we are suffering, the causes of this suffering and the path out of the suffering. It also means not knowing that our actions have consequences, that things are impermanent and that there is no solid and lasting self. This fetter is very powerful as it makes us go through life seeing things in an unrealistic way. All these fetters are things that shackle us to a life of suffering. If we're going to be able to reduce this suffering, we have to be aware of these fetters and apply the appropriate antidotes. This podcast is based on my book, Life's Meandering Path, and is available now from Amazon and Kindle. This is the end of this episode, but if you'd like to listen to more of my podcasts, go to my website, yeshirabge.com. So thank you so much for listening. And remember, the only person we can ever really know is ourselves. Bye for now.